0: Hi, this is Derek from Atlanta. Unlike Bob, I am a former law enforcement officer, but I still enjoy listening to a practical show by a practical guy. You're listening to the Handgun World Podcast. I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Mm -hmm. And welcome to episode 573. This is a practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. This is Sunday, November 21st, 2021. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, I'm not going to be doing another show before Thanksgiving, so this is my happy Thanksgiving. We all have a lot to be thankful for. You know, it's amazing how much we take for granted, especially those of us here in America... I've traveled the world. I've been to a lot of different countries. I've been to almost every state in America. But I've been to a lot of countries outside of America. I've lost track. 14 or 15 at least. And we have a lot to be thankful for here here in America. We do have a lot of problems. I understand. We have a lot of problems here in America. But our problems are still... Pretty small compared to a lot of other problems around the world. Let's always remember that. This show is brought to you by Keeper's Concealment, the leading authorities on Appendix Carry. Their Appendix Carry holsters are second to none. They, they've they just got a great lineup of Appendix Carry holsters. Several different kinds. You know what, if you like to carry in that position... Look no, for, no further than Keepers Concealment. Also, their training, they have great training. Spencer Keepers does excellent appendix carry training. And also, they are affiliates of CCW Safe. You need to have concealed carry legal protection. You can get a 10% discount code at CCW Safe. Just use the coupon code KC10OFF, and I'll be putting that in the show notes. KC 10 off. So this week, I want to start by talking a little bit about the obvious. The big news in the Second Amendment community recently. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I wanted to wait until it was all over to say something. There are definitely winners and losers with this verdict. Verdict, excuse me. Obviously, the winners, the Second Amendment, and self-defense and and how it applies to citizens. In other words, this was a classic case of self-defense. I know some people may disagree with that, but it was a classic case of self-defense according to the law. And most states' law. Wisconsin's law is not too much different than the the rest of the laws of the United States. There are a few states that that have some very, very restrictive self-defense laws. But, you know, speaking of that, the Law of Self-Defense is an excellent book by Andrew Branca. And I, I just, you know what, I saw Andrew at a couple of different places and, and most notably... I listened to one of his lectures uh, a few years back at the uh, Range Master Tactical Conference. Pretty sure, yeah. That's I went to one of his lectures there, and I always remember uh, listening to that. And I've I've read most of the book, and, and I got to tell you, I I think the winner was self defense and the Second Amendment. Although I just want to reemphasize, the Second Amendment is not only about self defense. There's far more to it than that, and I have talked about that many times here on the Handgun World podcast. If you've been following me a while, I have talked about what was the original intent of the Second Amendment. But here we are in 2021. I think a lot of people equate parts of, at least part of the meaning of the Second Amendment, is the right to defend oneself. And self-defense was pretty much on display. And I I think you could say that in the the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, self-defense was on trial. And self-defense won. Now, we could probably make a real good argument that it was not a wise idea for Kyle Rittenhouse to be there. I'd say we could probably make a pretty good argument. And I'd say you could probably come up with some compelling reasons as to why Kyle Rittenhouse should not have been there. My humble opinion is this. It doesn't matter whether he should have been there or not. What happened when he was in that particular location at that time, he was attacked by three individuals. He was, first of all, very much outnumbered. Three against one. I mean, that seriously wanted to hurt him. What do we say? You can use your firearm in self-defense if you are in fear of your life. In other words, if you are in fear of death or grave bodily harm. How could you say that Kyle Rittenhouse was not, at that time, when the incident occurred, how could you say that he was not facing either death or grave bodily harm? It was so obvious It just kind of jumped right out at you. And it said, here I am. Look at, this is an example of possibly I'm going to either die or I'm going to face grave bodily harm. That's what was, in, in split seconds, that's what was going through Kyle Rittenhouse's mind. So, put aside for a minute the fact that you may not think that he should have been there. And just look at the totality of the facts of what happened. That was proven, by the way. And by the way, he did not cross state lines with that rifle. That was proven. He did not do that regardless of what a lot of people in the media say or regardless what a lot of anti-gun people say. He did not do that. He did not have a violation of what kind of a weapon that he was carrying. There was no violation of that. He was legally allowed to have his AR-15. He was legally allowed. And the the techniques by the prosecution were very sleazy. Um, It just very, very much was. And that's why that's why the weapons charge... well, all charges... ALL charges were dismissed. Well, he was found not guilty. I believe the weapons charge was dismissed. And on the other charges, the other five counts, he was found not guilty. So, you know, I think uh, there's too much emotion behind this. You know, you got the people who say, well, he was a vigilante and he shouldn't have been there. Well, that's a matter of opinion, really. And again, I would say I'm kind of 50-50 on that. I, if I was... A friend of Kyle Rittenhouse or if I was one of his parents I probably would also think you know sure wish that uh, my son or my friend would not have been in that situation I'm kind of 50 50 on that in other words I'm not quite sure if I am 100% in that camp or or not but I think anybody that ended up in his situation probably would have done exactly what Kyle Rittenhouse did. As a matter of fact, that brings up a big question. Could you do that? Could you do that? You know, I did an episode several years ago. The episode was entitled, Can You Pull the Trigger? Can you pull the trigger? Ask yourself that question. Can you do that? Even if you're in a situation similar to Kyle Rittenhouse, can you pull the trigger? Can you really do it and can you do it effectively? And can you do it so that you will come out victorious? As we all know, as we've seen from this trial, there's another battle that's going to happen after you save your life. Wow! Was that ever evident? Did that just not jump right out at you and, and stare you and slap you in the face and say, hey, guess what? you got another battle. If you have to use your gun, this is why you need CCW Safe. This is why you need to click the links in the show notes and you need to take advantage of the Keepers Concealment CCW Safe affiliate link and get your 10% discount using the code KC10OFF. Is there another greater example as to why you need protection like that? I mean, this Kyle Rittenhouse trial pretty much underscores it, does it not? So that's the second battle, but you got to win the first battle. If you don't win the first battle, you're going to be dead. So you got to win the first battle. Can you do it? Can you pull the trigger? Once you realize that you're justified in doing so, can you do it? And you might think that that sounds silly when I say that. Bob, what do you mean? Can I pull the trigger? Yeah, of course I can. And it's real easy for a lot of us to get all, you know... We get we get to if if you're if you're a guy listening to this you know your testosterone goes up and and you start getting that masculine attitude oh, you bet Bob I can pull that trigger well guess what a lot of people really freak out I see people freak out in a competition match just because they hear a buzzer go off that's all they hear is the beep from the timer and they're freaking out and their whole plan just fades away in a matter of two seconds and I think to myself you know if somebody can lose their whole self-defense plan in a matter of two seconds at a competition match just because they hear beep and they hear that buzzer go off what's going to happen when three guys are coming after them that want to kill them and one of them is pointing a glock right at them then what's going to happen What's going to happen at that point, when that when that happens? You know, uh, it just kind of makes me think, wow, there's, there's a lot that could go wrong with your thought process. So can you? Can you do it? Can you perform? You might say, okay, yes, I can pull the trigger, Bob. There's no problem. I can pull the trigger. Okay. Can you perform? Can you put the hits where you need to put them? Look how little time young Mr. Rittenhouse had to react. And you could analyze any gunfight. You you can go over to Active Self-Protection and you can look at all the gunfights that John Correa has put on his YouTube channel. And look at all the analytics that he's done on that. And and you can see how how difficult it is for people to react. You can go back, what is it, five or six weeks to my Greg Ferris interview. Greg Ferris was in two gunfights, and I interviewed him recently. You may not agree with everything that Greg Ferris did and said. I don't agree with everything that Greg did and said. Of course I don't. But guess what? I was not in that situation, nor were you. You were not in that situation. So when you want to criticize what he did, please be careful please be careful and ask yourself if you've been in that situation and you know do you really know how you would react if you were in the situation of having to use your gun people tried to rob greg ferris's gun shop twice and that's i would say that's a pretty high stress situation to be in wouldn't you agree with that So, can you pull the trigger? And then, can you perform and do it effectively? Now, go to a class. Go to training classes. Go to self-defense training classes. If you can't make it to a class, at least do something like sign up for my Patreon page, where I've got excellent instructional videos, or sign up for the Shooters Club member website, where Ben Branham and I have several of our classes, actually put out there on video for you to watch. Over 90 videos and a bunch of audio podcasts. You can, you can go to our class that Ben Branham and I teach virtually by becoming a Shooters Club member. ShootersClubMembers.com I've got quite a bit on my Patreon page. For as little as $3 a month, you can support me on Patreon. Ha- uh, Patreon.com slash HandgunWorld Or shootersclubmembers.com if you want to become a member there. But if you can physically make it to a class, there's nothing better. Video does not replace going to a class, it's just the second best alternative. But if you can go to a class, go to a class. You need to get to, you need to train. If you can go to a competition match, at least do that. It helps build your reflexes, it helps you improve your gun handling skills. You'd be amazed. Sharpening your split-second reflexes with a gun is never a bad thing. Now, there were some losers as a result of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. I sure hope that that young man's life becomes at least as close to normal as possible. I'm afraid it's probably not. So here we have a young man, 18 years old now, that has to go the rest of his long life dealing with... Mentally dealing with the stress of what happened. And I'm sure it's going to be stressful. And at some point, he's probably going to get interviewed. He's probably going to have to, you know, face some questions and things like that. I would say that he lost. And I would say that he's pretty much, you know, like I said, he's going to be dealing with. The aftermath, most likely the rest of his life. The jurors. Wow, what such heroes. Such heroes, the 12 people who were the jurors. I hope that one day we find out who they are, and some of them decide to speak, and some of them decide to share with us their thoughts. Many may not. Some might do it. Uh, you could say... That the justice system won, but those jurors, you know... Man, that, that was that had to have been tough on them. Especially, you know, to vote to acquit on all five accounts. That's rough. Now, who else is probably going to lose from this? Well, I guess you could say the anti-gunners suffered a loss. They did not suffer a permanent loss... How many of you want to bet with me that federal charges get brought upon Kyle Rittenhouse? I hope not. Oh boy, I hope not. I hope there are no federal charges that he's faced with. But somehow I get the feeling that the sleazy Department of Justice that we have right now, somehow I get the feeling that they're going to try. They're going to try pretty hard to bring federal charges against him. Or somebody maybe, at some level, might try to bring some civil Charges. He was acquitted on criminal charges, but may not get away from civil charges. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so, because it was a pretty clear-cut case. But he's going to be dealing with that kind of stuff. So think about that. He's going to be dealing with that kind of stuff, which I think that's a loss. That he has to go through, most likely, that. And a whole lot of criticism for a long time... And think about you know I think I think in a way law and order lost a little bit because because of the riots you know the the reason he was there is because of the Kenosha riots and like I said forget about for a minute whether you agree with him being there or not because Kenosha Wisconsin was starting to burn because of the riots and because of the Jacob Blake shooting we all lose We all lose because of that. There is nothing good that comes out of thugs that want to riot and burn down the city. And turn the city into a big dumpster fire. Nobody wins in that. Come on. How could you really... I hope that none of you listening to this are of the mind that that's a good thing to have. Not here in America. Not any country. It's not a good thing to have. We just don't want that. That's, you know. I'm all about the First Amendment as well. But when your First Amendment rights, and, and you know, when, when it becomes violent, when your First Amendment rights result in you setting things on fire, tearing buildings down, harming and hurting other people, possibly killing other people, do you really think? that that's what the framers of the Constitution really wanted to protect with the First Amendment? Do you really think that they wanted to protect people's right to burn down a city because they didn't like what was going on in the city? Come on, anybody with a lick of common sense knows that's not what it was that they were trying to protect. So, the fact that this whole incident with Kyle Rittenhouse happened because he happened to be there last summer in August Because of the Kenosha riots, that's a loss. That is a loss. And it should have never happened. I'm talking about the riots in Kenosha or anywhere. Portland, anywhere. The riots should have never happened. Anywhere. We should not tolerate this anymore. This must be stopped. Yeah, we, we cannot tolerate this kind of domestic violence. That's what it is. It's domestic terrorism. That's what it is. And Kyle Rittenhouse is not the domestic terrorist. I'm sorry. All you wackos out there wanting to make him a, do, a, a domestic terrorist. You're wrong. The domestic terrorists are the sleaze balls that were trying to burn the city down. And I don't care where they're from. I don't care if you're from BLM. I don't care if you're from Antifa. I don't care if you're just a lone wolf out there that's doing that kind of stuff. That's wrong. That should not be allowed. It should not be tolerated. Period. End of story. Exclamation point after the period. It can't be tolerated. And we must do anything and everything to stop it. Okay, anyway, end of rant. That's what I wanted to say on that. Let me just take a quick break, and I'll be right back.
1: Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking with just a little flight information. Coming up on the left, we're going to be catching a glimpse of the Grand Canyon. On the right, you can be able to see the Hooper Dam in just a few minutes. We're flying at an altitude of 37,000 feet, and our airspeed is 400 miles an hour. Couple little facts here, I'm packing a Colt King Cobra. That's a 357 caliber firearm with a black rubber grip and a six-inch barrel also the co-pilot is carrying a Kimber custom defense pistol with all the bells and whistles you'd expect from a custom gun of that kind with an alloy frame and bevel treatment on the entire gun and our chief flight attendant Roger has a Ruger Bearcat 22 with a hand fluted cylinder all three are capable of piercing body armor at a distance of up to 27 feet and it can put a hole in human bone and flesh the size of the Grand Canyon which by the way is coming up on the left-hand side of the plane so just sit back and relax and enjoy the rest of the flight
0: Alright, back with you for segment two. This segment is brought to you by Concealment Solutions, makers of fantastic outside the waistband, all Kydex holsters, and I own many of them. They also make excellent inside the waistband and hybrid holsters for just about any gun out there. Excellent belts. You know, right now I'm wearing a Concealment Solutions horsehide belt. When you want to wear some kind of a leather belt, maybe because it looks better, you think that you need to have something that looks a little bit better than a concealed carry belt, get one of their horse hide belts because you can carry any gun with their horse hide belts. But they do look a whole lot more professional. They look more like a dress belt. So check out everything at concealmentsolutions.com and you can get 10% off also. By using the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD at checkout. Make that all one word. HANDGUNWORLD at checkout. Another thing I want to cover reg- regarding the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Did you really pay attention to everything that he was charged with? Um, here are the five counts. First degree intentional homicide. Count two attempted first degree intentional homicide, count three, first-degree reckless homicide, count four, first-degree reckless endangering safety, and count five, first-degree recklessly endangering safety. So, two of the same there at the end. So, do you think that maybe there was some overcharging going on there? Um, You know, come on. This This is a lot to have to prove and the prosecution was so miserable and they just they just didn't have much of a case and it's it's very difficult i i thought that now i'm not an, i'm not a lawyer okay i'm not a lawyer i'm not going to profess to be a lawyer i'm not giving anybody any legal advice it just seems to me when i look at that list of charges that it was overdone overcharged that there was too much that was charged and you know, it just seems like they went way too far, just way too far. And I don't think that that it, it just it shows to me that it's overzealous anti-gun people. That's what it is. Overzealous anti-gun people. Who were they motivated by? Were they motivated motivated by the media? Were they motivated by local politicians? State politicians? Federal politicians? Probably all of that. And they were motivated to levy those charges because of people that hate you. Yes, they hate you. Because I'm going to assume something for a minute. I'm going to assume because you're listening to this show... You're a freedom-loving person, and you also believe in your Second Amendment rights. You also believe in your self-defense rights. And they hate you. They do. I'm sorry. I'm speaking the truth, and I'm sorry if this sounds harsh. There's a lot of people that hate you for your beliefs on this. And I don't care what your political affiliation is. I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, whatever. Maybe you're nothing. Maybe you're apolitical. But you believe in your, for your Second Amendment rights and your First Amendment rights. You believe in, in all your rights. And you believe in defending yourself. And you believe in saving your life or the lives of your loved ones that may be in harmed. Guess what? There are people who hate you for these beliefs. And if you don't understand that, if you don't see that, I feel bad for you. Because they do. And the people that hate you for these beliefs were on full display... And who were they? They were the prosecutors in this case. Or they were the people who were behind the prosecutors, who were motivating them and pressuring them to bring these charges against Kyle Rittenhouse. And you can look at almost any case out there. And you're going to have overzealous prosecutors because of the pressure that they're faced with. And I'm talking about, if you look at other cases out there where there was legitimate self-defense. Could this happen to you? It could. It could happen to you. If you have to use your gun. God forbid you have to use it. I hope that day never comes. I've said it how many times now in the last 11 years that I've been doing this show. I hope the day never comes. Not for you. Not for me. Not for anybody else. But you could be faced with politically and emotionally charged and motivated prosecutors and even if they don't even if they know they don't have a case they still may throw everything at you that they can because they hate you because they hate your beliefs they absolutely loathe and despise the fact that you would put a gun on your hip or you would sling a rifle and that you would defend yourself if somebody wanted to take your life You know, a lot of these people, they're about the right to life. They say, oh, there's a right to life, right? But they use the right to life argument for a different reason. We all know what that reason is. I use the right to life argument for times like this Kyle Rittenhouse case. Kyle had a right to live. He had a right to save his life. You have a right to save your life if someone's trying to take it away from you. Now, even though that I believe Kyle Rittenhouse was overcharged in this case, the one charge that the prosecutors most likely felt that they could convict him on was the fact that he was not allowed to possess that gun because it was a short-barreled AR-15, which it was not. It was absolutely false. And they probably thought that that was their best chance, and of course, the judge did not allow that charge. And it was kind of a confusing statute, I think, is what it seems like, uh, at least what I saw, it seemed like it was pretty um, confusing. And it seems like that was that was the prosecuting team's best hope, and that got that vanished when that charge got dropped so that's most likely what's going to happen hopefully it never happens to you but that's most likely they're going to try to charge you with something maybe lesser some kind of a crime that's lesser that they can get you on when they know that your case is or their case is toast and your case is stronger okay now for that Let's move on to the next subject. But I had to throw that in there before moving on to the next subject. I want to talk about ammo. I just recently purchased some ammo. Prices are way down compared to last year. And availability is way up. That's a good sign. It's not at 2019 levels and 2018 levels. But... Prices are less than half of what they were about a year ago at this time. And I'm not having any problem finding any supply. So that was good. So get your ammo, folks. Get stocked up on ammo. Get as much ammo as you can. Please don't let it happen to you again. If you got caught in short supply because of the ammo crisis from last year, don't let that happen to yourself. Again, I think having plenty of ammo is just as important, if not maybe a little bit more important than the number of guns that you have. Because there's not a lot of uses for a gun if you don't have ammo to feed it and if you don't have ammo to shoot. And especially, don't forget about concealed carry ammo. You know, don't forget about concealed carry ammo. I also got a good deal I was buying some bulk practice ammo FMJ, 124 grain 9mm, and I also picked up a box of Federal HSTs that were going for a pretty good price. I can't complain too much. So, get some of that stuff too. Don't neglect that. You have to have that. You have to have concealed carry ammo. And... And you need to shoot some concealed carry ammo through the gun that you're going to be carrying most of the time. You just need to. I know it's expensive. I still know it's somewhere around a dollar a round or something like that. I think that's pretty much what I paid for the, for the Federal HST or slightly under, maybe 85, 90 cents a round. You still have to get it and you still got to shoot it in your gun. You got to make sure you let your gun shoots well with whatever you choose to carry, that it's accurate with whatever you choose to carry, that you can shoot the ammo. I find when it comes to concealed carry ammo, there's a lot of, different, lot of different recoils that you get. There's a lot of different impacts on the target that you get. Some guns just absolutely don't like to shoot certain types of ammo. You need to figure that out. You might say, well that's expensive, but let me ask you a question. How much is your life worth? you got to start thinking about that stuff. And not only your life, but the life of your loved ones. How much is all that worth? And how much is it worth for you to go home alive and go home free and have a defense, a good legal defense, so that you can spend the rest of your life with your family if you have a self-defense incident? How much is all that worth? You need to start asking yourself those questions when you analyze all this stuff. That's my strong suggestion. answer. Those questions. Just some food for thought. Now, something else I want to mention about ammunition. Last year about this time, I was able to find a pretty good deal on some steel case ammo. And I've shot all that. But it was at Academy Sports and Outdoors I found some steel case ammo. For about the same price as what I paid for brass just recently. That was last year. There's nothing wrong with the steel ammo. There's nothing wrong with it at all. You know, I I find that most guns shoot the steel ammo fairly well. And so what if it doesn't shoot perfectly through your gun? You know, you get malfunction practice if it doesn't shoot perfectly. If it's just practice ammo, who cares if it's extremely accurate or not? And I'm going to say this. The steel case Monarch ammo that I bought was as accurate or maybe even a little bit more than I am... So, you know, I, I find it kind of strange that people will say, Oh, I'm never going to buy that steel case ammo. It's not very accurate. And my gun doesn't feed it reliably. Well, it's probably going to be as accurate or a little bit more accurate than you are. And if your gun doesn't feed it reliably, at least you get some malfunction practice. So that's also something to think about. Those are my two topics. That's what I wanted to cover. So... With all that, what are your thoughts on this? Don't forget about my voicemail, 210 1727 1727 You got any thoughts on, what if you have to use your gun in self-defense? You got any thoughts on the trial? Uh, did I make any errors anywhere? Uh, feel free to point them out. I don't care if you do that. Handgunworld at gmail voicemail com. Voicemail two one zero six four six 1727. Don't forget, the holidays they're coming soon. Most of you probably have already started your holiday shopping. You're going to probably be continuing it. Use my Amazon store if you would, please. Go to handgunworld.com then click the Amazon store at handgunworld.com and complete your Amazon shopping, okay? I'd appreciate that. That will help me out a lot. With all that said, remember shoot straight, shoot safe, Read your Bible every day, and I'll catch you next week. Goodbye.